The podcast you're about to hear was recorded on March 7th, the night before Shoshana contracted COVID-19. All those people. Also, forever. 21. Oh, God. Uh, 19. No, 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 19. And freedom, 55. 4,700, 600 minutes. I don't know how, I don't know the numbers. What about when in Les Mis, when he sings about? One day more? One more day. Just time. What's become of me? Hey! Hi! What a long-winded intro. Oh, gosh. I, I, I just thought it was all math, and I was concerned. I, I strangely felt comfortable because there was no math. It was just numbers. They okay. weren't attacking me and, like, do this, you know, function. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <gasps> Ooh, deep. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I... I feel like spring is on its way. Finally. Yeah. And it's giving me, it's making me feel like just around the corner, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, buddy. Lots of uh, physical changes going on for you? I'm going to be a woman soon. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) No, I mean like coming out of the winter and into the spring. I always feel like. I go from being one kind of body yeah. to being a different kind of body. Um, I just like it because as soon as those little sprouts start in the garden, yeah, I feel like that's me. Yeah, like I start to to get really excited and I start smiling at little bits of things on the lawn, which is weird, but it's the promise that soon the snow will be gone yeah. and soon life won't be such a struggle just to get out of the door yeah that's <laughs> you know? it how are you I'm good I'm good I had a a busy week talking to uh, a lot of witches this week yeah. a lot of my witch friends a lot of witches uh and I have made some I feel like some personal discoveries this week so I feel really good nice you're growing no I I have a little bit more room I feel like expansion yes. is what I'm going through right yes. now yes I'm adding on an elm to my, you know, like an elm wing to my brain. Oh, I'm getting a sidecar. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, you're going to look great in that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So today, we're going to talk about a show. The show. And no, we're not talking about Servant by M. Night Shyamalan, although that might come up. Yes, we will mention it, and it will be disparaging but anyway um (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh m night i want to say that i um am a big fan of myth Mm -hmm. and therefore superheroes Mm -hmm. and i i really find them important and they have been really important in the last 10 years in our culture and for kids and for grown-ups alike for me anyway um, and I've done a lot of reading, you know, Joseph Campbell yeah. and witchy stuff and and all our all the archetypes in Kim Crown's, you know, uh tarot deck. That to, that that all really hits me. Um and so I wanna talk about the show 
WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, and there will, we're going to try for no spoilers yeah. in this uh, conversation. Um, I'm really, I, I, I have to admit that I'm not so much into the superheroes as you are, mm -hmm. but I am, uh, I pick my shows based on my smart friends who send me to stuff, mm -hmm. you know, send me looking for stuff. Because I, if it was left to me, I would just watch documentary after documentary after documentary. I, I'm into history and uh, nonfiction. Well, but. my smart friends send me, you have sent me there, and I am enjoying that. But I also would just say that there are lots of superheroes in those as well. Those are the real-life superheroes. Um, so to WandaVision, she's a witch yeah, like us. Mm -hmm. No spoiler alerts, but if you are a Marvel fan, you know that she's a Scarlet Witch. And she has been forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. But um, I like that she's an Olsen from Full House. Yeah, with the actress. Yeah. yeah. And that's weird. Apparently, I was just hearing that she's younger than Mary-Kate and... Uh, uh, I can't remember the other one's name. Mary-Kate and Olsen Olsen, I think is her name. Yeah. Uh, friends just call her Olsen. Yeah. Um, I think this one is younger, the one who plays Wanda. But aren't they identical twins? How can she they be They are identical, yeah. <laughs> no, the one who plays Wanda is younger than the twins. She's not one of the twins. Oh, she's not. She's not one of the twins. Oh, shit. No. All this time I've been like, she's not one of the which, twins. Which twin got to be the Scarlet Witch? No. Okay. What I love about the show, mm -hmm. uh, it took me a while to get into it, but what I'm loving about the show is now that I have realized that I've sort of realized that it's about grief. I can't stop thinking about how the show is written by predominantly women. Yeah. And how much story there is inside a story you think you already know. Anyways, this is basically based on something that happens inside a bigger story. Yeah. And because of that, I it's it's sort of blown my mind. It's like that thing Kim Kranz talks about about going through the mountain. You know, instead of going mm -hmm. over it, there's just so many. I love the Marvel Marvel universe because there's so many potential storylines. Right. You know, like right. there's the ones you know, and there's ones they're finding inside things you already know about. And then there's the ones that are connected, mm -hmm. like they interconnect all everybody. Like when the Facts of Life kids went to see the Drummonds. Right. <laughs> Exactly like that. It's exactly like that. <laughs> but I do think, uh, like, it's really interesting because all the characters have a certain amount of pain. That's For sure. sort of how a uh, superhero gets created. And, and that's kind of how we, as real people, get created into superheroes. We have a, a tragedy of some sort, and we find this inner strength. We go through this this awful thing and we come out the other side and we are new yes with a new perspective mm -hmm. or a new appreciation mm -hmm. or new some kind of new awareness um it's interesting it's <laughs> what i love about the show is this elaborate world that has been created from grief right i find that so fascinating just there are characters on the show that are directly impacted by grief, mm -hmm. and there are, like, bit players 
who are also affected by the grief of the main characters and held in place. And then they because, have their own grief. Because, yeah, with their own grief, but held in place by the main character in this case, who is dealing with grief. Yeah. And I just think that metaphor is so applicable to the way we live. And I think what's interesting to me is that this Marvel show has had more eyes on it than any other show in Marvel's history, which is crazy considering how much they've done, especially in the last 10 years. And um, and I think partly that's because everybody's at home watching yeah. TV, but partly it's because it's about what we're going through. Grief. Grief. Loss of our old life. Loss of our life. Loss of actual people actual who people. died of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about mental illness, yeah. which she is suffering. And and I think it's about not wanting to feel. Like, how yeah. can I do anything to not feel? So Not feel the pain. Right. And so a lot of people will use drugs or food or shopping or whatever to distract themselves to avoid feeling what they're actually feeling. And that's really what this character is doing. And she just happens to be a witch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, talking about that mountain thing. We're talking about grief. You know, I, I have just gone through this experience, which um, has pulled a lot of grief out of me. And not just the grief of the experience that I'm presently going through, but past grief, yep. the loss of uh, family members uh, that I never properly processed before because um, it was all in such a short amount of time. It was all in such a condensed amount of time, and I had to survive, so I kept on moving. I kept on uh, plus running, the, going. Plus, the people who were supposed to be uh, taking care of you and guiding you through that grief were dead. We're, we're dead, yeah. <laughs> so... It's um, not funny, but the thing that the thing that I keep um, that I find so interesting about the show is that it's um, it's time, right? Like the time has sort of been time is really manipulated in this show to to show like the nostalgia, like mm-hmm. how nostalgia holds us in place, and we go to nostalgia because we go for comfort, reminding us of the past reminding us of um, happier times. And you talk about nostalgia being an illness, right? Yes. Suffering from well, nostalgia. It's, I, think there's, I think that nostalgia can be very healing, but I think it can be a real problem. I mean, back to WandaVision, mm-hmm. I think this is also, this grief that we're experiencing is also sort of the death of the way we used to live. Mm-hmm. Everything is changing right now. So much of it is for the better like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a long overdue change but change hurts changes you grieve the past you grieve what you knew you grieve safe places safe places in your racism mm-hmm. that you didn't maybe even know safe places in your patriarchy race, safe places in your patriarchy mm-hmm. and you know um I, I mean i i don't i don't i'm not a doctor in saying this but i think some people can find safe places within trauma mm-hmm. that um, that sort of cut them off from healing. Yeah. Ooh, I hope I, I'll just use myself as an example so I can make that clear. One of the things that I recognized about um, 
the breakup I'm going through was that because I was frustrated for that nostalgic way that we used to interact, I used to bring problems to my ex. Like I'd bring problems mm -hmm. that I couldn't fix. And I go, you have to help me with this or I, we need to get on board with this. And it was a way of keeping us together. It was a way of binding us together and showing that I needed him. I needed him. I needed keeping him. Keeping the dynamic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of grieving the fact that we had not, we'd lost the ability to cooperate in that way. And I just needed to process that and find my new normal, find my new, find myself free from that nostalgia. It's not easy. Just like grief, it takes so much time. <laughs> it takes so much time. Well, there's no switch. There's no, no. like, uh, done, check out, done with my grief, here. Like, it's not like, you know, when you go to a spin class and you turn in your shoes at the end. And Which I'm always doing, going to spin classes, like, <laughs> constantly. Okay. I don't know why I use that. I don't either, because I haven't I haven't heard you mention, hey, I'm just off to a spin class. Okay. I mean, it's okay. been COVID, but even before that. Here we go. So okay. when you go bowling and you turn in your little size six shoes okay. and they spray them thinking right. that's going to help the stink. Sure. And they put them back for the next person. Like, that grief doesn't work like that. It's not like that. It, it comes and goes and comes and goes. And what I find, and I'll use myself, <laughs> and just say that the, the more time for me to process, and COVID has given me lots of time to process, mm -hmm. um, the less I go back, the less I, I feel comfortable in those old feelings of pain, the less I pick that scab. So... There's less recycling. There's and and when I get to it and I am feeling it, I can see it really clearly. And I go, I don't need this. This isn't meh. It's yeah. not even hard. It's not even hard to let go of it because I immediately go, oh, I was having way more fun doing something else. Yeah, uh, and I think he said something that's really important too. Like I think it's important to know that recycling that grief is a big part of grief. It feels it's a frustrating part of grief because mm -hmm. you're. You think you're better, and then you're shit again, right? But <laughs> like I thought I dealt with this. No, I still feel like crap. I woke up feeling great yesterday. Today I feel like shit. But yeah, that is yeah. the process of grief. And the, and the compounding. Like you said it before, but I think when you grieve, like so when my relationship ended, yeah, instead of just being really upset and being like so in trauma about what was going on with that, I instantly went back to when my mom died, which was like, you know, a decade earlier. Mm -hmm. But it does pull the thread and grief is compounded. All these things get attached. And yeah. we think, well, divorce isn't grief. Nobody died, but they did. Because the person that we have nostalgia, the like the third person, right? Mm -hmm. We think, where's that third person in my relationship? You know, that person that kept us together. Oh, that's the nostalgia. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't actually a person. There's nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody was... there. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm learning a lot about nostalgia. I mean, it just goes on and on. It, it really applies, the, like you said, to the patriarchy, to racism, to... Uh, grief, everything. Yep. And uh, and and it's interesting because that's getting back to Wandavision. That's a huge part of Wandavision. That's how the character copes is by going back to this these nostalgic days of 
television shows where everything was really simple and the wife and husband had these very clear mm -hmm, roles mm -hmm. and um yeah it's sort of and she's really so comfortable so there fitting. and it's so happy and we as the viewer especially depending on your age you really appreciate it. so i was watching it with my son and he is like he's like what show are they referring to and i'm going bewitched i love lucy you know stuff like mm -hmm. the brady bunch was one yeah, the, the house from the brady bunch right, was in like it he could never have known right and all the nostalgia that goes with that and i'm and i'm having this great time like oh my mm -hmm. god it's family ties mm -hmm. like enjoying it so much and then seeing how much and another in another way how much those shows weren't about feelings and weren't about like just cover 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 and so here's this woman in extreme grief yeah and covering it up and actually making more grief like m making her healing so far away everybody's problem everybody's problem and she cannot get through it she can't get through it. she just keeps um distracting herself and everybody else from it rather than just it's a, it's an interesting thing too to to look at that. What does your grief do to the people around you? Mm -hmm. That's really something mm -hmm. that I found. Um, that was my big takeaway from the, from what I've seen so far is just the impact that grief has when someone refuses to be moved from their grief. And they have magical powers. Yes. Well, that's. I just want to say, like, if I had magical thing. powers, yeah. I would have done this grieving thing so differently. <laughs> I would have dug a hole right through that mountain with my mind and just buzzed right through it. I would have made a house out of kittens. Oh, my God. I totally would live in a house out of kittens. I know that. I would want to get scratched and or rolled into a tinfoil fall to death. This is it. That's like, how I would want to go. Why wouldn't she have just said, look, I have all this power and I'm having grief. Can't I just, like, heal my actual heart? Like, heal. Like, why didn't she use her powers? Well, I don't want to get into a spoiler alert, but. Oh, because I haven't seen the last episode, so don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, okay, so we'll just leave that there. But yeah, why didn't she? Why didn't she just do something about <laughs> it? <laughs> hey, you want to pull a card? I do. Let's pull a card for today. We're going to use the um, the Kim Kranz Wild Unknown Tarot deck. Kim Kranz, I've mentioned your name a lot. Send me a damn hat. Yeah, okay. I'd like a hat. Actually, I don't, I mean, all hats look good on me, and it doesn't matter what kind. But, um, oh, shit, this is getting specific. Okay, what kind of hat would you like? No, I don't want a hat. I'd actually just like a scarf or a T-shirt because okay. I'm just saying all hats look good on me, but they give me a, a headache. Yeah, I don't really like hats either. And you know what? I really like Kim Cran, <laughs> so pressure's off, Kim. Never mind. Kim, just you don't keep have to send as you were. No. All right, here's the card I'm pulling today, and it is... <gasps> Daughter of Pentacles. Daughter of Pentacles. Do we ever go... Oh, yeah, whatever, Daughter of Pentacles. <laughs> well, so the Pentacles family in this uh, deck uh, are represented by the coin, the pentagram. Very grounded. They're deeply connected to nature and the home, and they may have darker hair and eyes. That's the family. And we have the Daughter of Pentacles. So. It's a picture of a say? little, of a deer, mm -hmm. fawn maybe, and she's just looking 
And she has a little rainbow above her head and a pan- and a pentacle. So she is Pentagram. responsible, kind, and supportive. You'll usually find the daughter of pentacles behind the scenes rather than out in the spotlight. Though quite shy, she's extremely hardworking and responsible. She handles details and logistics well. People depend on her. She has vast amounts of inner strength. Like all of the Pentacles family, the daughter thrives when in nature. I think that's a really nice card for today. I do too. It's a beautiful day. And I think if I can attach it to my own healing, Mm -hmm. the thing that I realized when I, you know, going through this is what feels good. What helps me to work through it without avoiding it, but also feels good. And being in nature is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, we started talking about receptivity mm-hmm. uh, last year and trying to lean into receptivity. And nature. we made a list of things that put you in a receptive mood, uh, you know, instantly transport you. Yeah. And when you're in a receptive mood, you are tend to be laying back, letting things come to you instead of striving and pushing so hard. Yeah. Um, and I made a list of things that put me in my receptive mode. Nature was one. There's so many. I really recommend that exercise for anybody who's listening today is make a list of things mm-hmm. that put you in a receptive mood. And receptive means you don't have to push or strive. You are just being and feeling good, not feeling guilty, not feeling like there's somewhere else you're supposed to be, but things that can switch you right back into your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Lightness. Yeah. Lightness. And and like uh, swimming. Swimming Lay- was on my laying list. Laying in water, um, cooking, gardening, going slowly. And also, mine. there were some in mine that were just like stop and take a breath. I remember in my list I said gardening and not rushing to get the dirt out from under my nails. Like just being. Yeah. Taking time, mm-hmm. which brings us back to grief. If you are experiencing grief, be gentle with yourself and mm-hmm. go slow. Mm-hmm. Um, Reach out pushing, to pushing, striving to get through it. Yeah, it just does not ever work. My trust friends, me. I can tell you, I kept asking my therapist and everyone else, "When is it over? When is it over? When is it over?" And it is not over until it's over, and then it's not even over. Then it comes back again the next time you feel grief. But I would say, reach out to a friend, reach out to your village, unload some of the what you're holding onto and pretending that you're not feeling. Yeah, and just feel it, because fuck, you cannot get away from it with magic, you little witches. <laughs> My experience has been, too, to re- when I allow somebody to feel their grief, it releases both of us. That's right. You know? Yeah, so listening to somebody else, too, which is receptivity. Receptivity, yeah. yeah, helping, being of service. Yeah. Well, it was really nice to see you, and thanks. I actually I'll just be in this closet until the next time you open it and want to do a podcast. I'm just going to go back into the corner on the floor. I'm going to love to see you there. Well, you won't see me until you push the record button. (laughs) I am a master of disguise. It's so creepy. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.